Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Birth Worker Podcast. This is episode 102, and it is Friday, so I'm answering your questions today. Super excited to talk about boundaries and promoting affiliate links and freebies. Love these topics because I feel like they are useful no matter how long you've been a doula or where you are in your business journey. So very excited for today's questions. If you want to submit your question for next week's episode, go to birthworker.com slash ask. I'm also going to put that link in the show notes, but we're always looking for more questions to answer here on the podcast. These are some of my favorite episodes to do. And so, of course, if you want your question answered by me here on the podcast, that's how you would go about submitting that question. All right. The very first question today is, how do I set boundaries around the time of the length of time that I can attend a birth? So how do I set boundaries around essentially how long I will attend a birth? Now, this is one of those questions where you can't just ask me this question and I just give you a a simple answer of like what you quote unquote should do because it is so different for every single person. And we actually have conversations about this inside of our community sometimes. We actually have a coach named Evan in our community and she does doula coaching every single Thursday. So she answers a lot of questions like this around boundaries and building your contracts, all of the good stuff. So I cannot tell you exactly what to do here as far as how long you should be attending births. Should you be charging more money after a certain amount of hours, what that looks like? But I can tell you that this is something that you need to have in your contract. You need to have this in your contract in writing and signed by both you and your client. So whatever you do decide, everyone is aware of like what is even going on here. And not only is this something that you should discuss like throughout your time with your client, uh, just so she understands like what happens if it's a, you know, 72 hour birth? Do we call a backup? Do you leave? Like, what is that? What happens? Not only should you be discussing that throughout your period, you know, supporting her in pregnancy, but this is something that you should talk about essentially during on that consultation call when you're going over contract details. So this is not something that should just be like really fine print in your contract and no one ever actually talks about it. I would actually talk about it often and a lot uh, because it can come up all the time. So for instance, if you're brand new and you're like, what are you even talking about, Kylie? For instance, there are doulas that only support support birth for 12 hours and that's it. So after 12 hours, they go home. There are doulas that after 12 hours, they call a backup doula. That's a whole nother conversation. That could be a whole nother podcast. There are doulas that after 12 hours, they are now charging an hourly fee to stay at the client's house or at the hospital or wherever. Now, None of those are like the objectively right way to do it. I will let you know that in my contract, I say that 12 hours is my maximum of support. I have, I will also tell you that I have never left a birth after 12 hours stating, okay, it's been 12 hours, got to go by. So no, I've definitely attended births for up to 72 hours, you know, multiple nights back and forth to somebody's house. That being said, I have that in my contract to protect me 
in, for whatever situation, right? In case I want to use that, I have that there. So whatever you do decide, whether it's a, you know, a length or, you know, a cutoff or you're going to charge more or there's going to be a backup doula, whatever it is, just make sure that's in your contract and they are aware of it. So again, no like small fine print trying to hide things. This is something that we were talking about early on in this relationship, even during the consultation. And I wanted to just make light of, again, it's okay if you want to stay longer. So it's okay to have boundaries and then you overstep those boundaries. That is totally fine. I would rather you do that actually than not have any boundary in your contract at all. So uh, again, I have a 12-hour boundary in my contact in my contract where I will attend your birth for 12 hours at the location. Uh, and then after that, essentially I leave it open where it's like after that I will leave. And again, I often slash always in the history of my doula career have stayed later than that. Okay. The next question today is, can I turn my product recommendations into some kind of checklist and sell it? Such a great question. So this person wants to essentially take the products that they recommend to their clients or to their communities, their audience, their followers, turn it into some kind of checklist and then sell the checklist. Now, I you absolutely could, though I do think there might be better ways to do this. So uh, typically, there are not people out there going to buy recommendation lists and and then knowing that they then have to go like buy more products. Does that make sense? Like I'm not going and spending $25 to just get a list of like more crap that I have to buy. That's typically not how it is working at the time of this recording. Maybe that changes. That being said, there is another way to do it where you could actually create a checklist and create a checklist with the potential of it going viral, which is super cool because if you do this right and if the marketing's right, it could be pretty easy to make that checklist go viral. And then in that checklist of all your favorite product recommendations, you can have affiliate links. So the affiliate links could be as simple as like, you know, using your Amazon affiliate links and just linking to Amazon. I actually prefer to to skip that and link straight through the company. So I prefer to become affiliate partners with the actual company themselves. Typically that commission is a lot higher, you know, 10, 20, 30% commission, which is, it can be huge. And even doing it that way, you might even be able to get coupon codes for your audience. So that's what I would do. Um, That would be my recommendation for you if you were my student. Of course, I would want to hear a little bit more about uh, your thoughts and, and the direction you're going. But I could say pretty confidently that I would recommend to create a PDF, almost like a PDF registry registry guide, right? Or a PDF, you know, top 50 products that all new moms need, whatever it is. And then inside of that, every single product, as many as possible, let's say, would have a link to some sort of affiliate code where I would get commission on the back end of that. Now, that being said, legally, you have to uh, be upfront and honest that those are affiliate links. So I would put that in your PDF for sure. Uh, but super excited to see if anyone actually does that. I think um, using it as like a, like I mentioned earlier, like 50 best products that all new moms need or 10 products that might make or break your birth experience, things like that would be really quite viral. So I think on TikTok or Instagram, those could do really, really well. 
All right, this next question is actually also about freebies. So this question is, how many freebies are too many? And how often do you suggest that I make new freebies and start putting out new ones? Okay, so how many freebies are too many? And when do I suggest actually making new ones? So the better question here, to be honest, is not how many freebies are too many, but rather how many freebies is enough? How many freebies is enough? Because the answer is literally one. Like you could have one freebie for the life of your entire freaking business and that's it. And that might be mind blowing for a lot of people, especially someone out there who has made four, five, six, seven, eight freebies in their first couple of years being a doula. I definitely know those people. They definitely come into our programs and we help them uh, simplify their entire business. But I'm glad that this person asked the question because it really comes back to that idea of like how, uh, in which ways are we making our business way more complicated than it needs to be? And that's not the goal here. Like the goal is to have a very clear strategy and know exactly how to take someone from a stranger, either in person or a stranger online on social media to someone who joins your program, hires you as a doula, like whatever that end goal is, comes to your mother circle, whatever that is. And if you don't have a very, very clear path for that to happen, not only is the per- the stranger on social media confused and probably never going to become a client because they don't know what's going on, but also you're spending your time on stuff that doesn't matter, like potentially making four, five, six, seven, eight freebies, when in reality, like you literally could have just had one. So I mean, I, this is in my business too, right? So we have one freebie, the same freebie. I've been using it for two years and we have thousands, thousands, tens of thousands of people on our email list. So it is still working. Trust me. Uh, I'll even link that freebie below. Uh, it has undergone a couple messaging shifts, which is something that we could again, make a whole podcast episode on. But when I noticed that my my freebie was starting to get less downloads, I essentially kept the exact same freebie, but gave it like a branding shift. So I gave it a new name. I added a couple of pages, but I didn't did not start from scratch at all. Definitely the same freebie still. So on the back end, we call it the same thing. It has the same landing pages, definitely the same freebie, just got a little upgrade. And again, we've had it for two years and it just keeps getting hits because the marketing is right. Now, there is one caveat to this whole thing. So I said that you just need one freebie, right? One freebie that works is all you need. That being said, It depends how many different markets you're serving. So I really serve doulas at this point now. I just serve doulas and birth workers. So I can just have one freebie. Like, that's fine. Now, let's just say that you are someone who, let's just say you live in Chicago and you really want to grow your in-person business in Chicago. You really do. That's like a top goal of yours. I would definitely have a freebie that's just for people who live in Chicago. That's a great way to grow your email list with ideal doula clients. But let's say that you're also launching an online membership, uh, an online postpartum membership for new moms. That would be a very different freebie right? So if you have multiple markets, you might want to have one freebie for each of those markets, but please do not have four freebies for each of those markets. Uh, And again, if you're just serving like one group of people, please do not have uh, really more than one freebie. One freebie is enough. And uh, just wanted to touch on, you can keep using that same freebie until it stops working. And then Again, like I said, even then, 
rather than making a new freebie, I'd probably just look at new ways to market it before going on and actually creating a new freebie. Now, I love answering your questions on these Friday episodes. I just wanted to say, if you are not in our Birth Worker Community membership, that's where I am answering questions live on Zoom every single week. And I have to say, it is not just me answering questions. So I do Q&A calls. We have another coach named Evan who does Q&A calls, more doula-focused calls. And we are in the process of hiring a couple more coaches for our programs so we can do even more calls. I'm thinking everything's in the in the works is at the beginning stages but i'm thinking social media marketing coaches i'm thinking nervous system and mindset coaches as our community grows, so does the amount of value that we give to our members because we are so grateful for them. So if you are looking for a community, if you are looking to get my eyes on your business literally every single week, check out the Birth Worker Community Membership. I will link it below. But the last thing that I want to say is that if you join any of our core programs, you get actually access to one year in the Birth Worker Community Membership completely for free. So if you would like access to my business frameworks. If you've been thinking about going through our doula training program or our childbirth educator certification program, whatever you decide, you would get one year free inside the community membership. So there are so many options for you. We have made it so easy to jump into our world, to get coached by not only me, but the other coaches, to hang out with a community of over 200 other amazing doula entrepreneurs. So if you've been thinking about it, if you've been on the fence, now is definitely the time to jump in. I would love to see you inside the Birth Worker community membership. All right, everyone. Next week, I am interviewing a woman named Michelle. She is amazing. Michelle is the author of an amazing book called Fat Birth. It's the guide to everything plus size pregnancy. So super excited to have Michelle on the show. She actually, we connected because she came into the Birth Worker Academy, our doula training program, to teach a lesson. And uh, she actually then went on to become a student. So she is phenomenal, obsessed with her. I think you guys are going to love her too. I will see you guys back here next week.